was like, yeah, well, I thought this shit was going to take six months. <laughs> At least. Mm-hmm. It happened so quickly. And it makes you really resonate with the women and the families and the husbands that don't have the opportunity to feel that as quick. Um, given the fact that we didn't struggle, it kind of makes you feel guilty in a way for being able to conceive so quickly. Mm-hmm. I felt that in a way. Um, another thing is that morning sickness does not last forever. I was lucky to only have to vomit for like a week or so straight. Yeah, talk a little bit about that. Like when we first, when we didn't know we, you were pregnant and you were you were feeling off. Like talk to us about. So like. I I track my my lady time very. I know when I'm supposed to get it. So what, do you have an app for that, right? I didn't. I was I was never really into checking myself as far as like, oh, you know, having an app to track my period or anything like that. Mm. I just knew in my head, I'm like, oh, it's around the third week of, you know, the month that I normally get it. So that's how I would normally time myself. I was never very paranoid. I just knew I was safe. Um, so it comes to a point where we had my 31st birthday. I wake up and I tell Sebastian, I'm like my wish this year for my 31st year is to become a mom Mm -hmm. we go ahead and we tell my family that and our family that and they're like what like y'all just got married Mm -hmm. y'all crazy yeah so and we didn't necessarily think that from at that point we would start trying but we were like hey you know let's see um so we go ahead and i'm working a gig like a two-week gig at this point and i'm starting to feel like weird like, one thing that you notice is that your boobs, like, hurt incredibly. Like, I was laying to the side and these things were hurting. Now I don't have double Ds. <laughs> these things are, like, egg yolks. Mm-hmm. So I'm leading to the side and I'm like, why are these things hurting so bad? And, you know, I would tell Sebastian, I'm like, I don't know, maybe we should, like, just grab a pregnancy test. So I think we were celebrating our seven months, puppy. Were you celebrating our seven months? Six or seven months. Yeah, somewhere around there. And uh, we were day drinking, and we were having fun, and we just spent the day kind of just... <laughs> we got into an argument that night. Uh, about vasectomy. It was heated. It was heated. It was heated. She wanted me to get a vasectomy. And when we, 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 we didn't even... We didn't know we were pregnant. <laughs> that was the irony. That's right. We, I forget. We were, we were talking about somebody, and I'm like, yo, you know what? A girl does her part. The least that a guy can do is tie his damn whatever his, his, uh, his, his dingling test, it's an in and out operation Sebastian was like I don't know if I'm I'm in agreement with that and I was like <laughs> that's a that's a serious conversation that nobody really thinks about to have especially early on like I never thought about having this conversation while you and I were dating I was like well I didn't either and then all of a sudden we're married and we're having our anniversary and then it's like it turns into a heated conversation I'm like oh my god like honey it's alright I was like you better clip your we'll, shit we'll figure it out but like you know i don't put so i was very your... passionate about this for no reason like it w- i didn't know i was pregnant we yeah, yeah like yeah. we were just in conversation about it and i could just feel myself being extra i guess heat on passionate about it is what i'll say so i tell sebastian i'm like on our way home you know from day drinking or whatnot where i was like hey let's stop at target and let's grab a pregnancy test and he was like oh okay do you want to do that today? And I'm like, yes, I want to do this today. So like, this is like nine, what, like nine, ten at night. It was late, yeah. Yeah, we go ahead and we got the pregnancy test. And I vividly remember us about to hit the checkout and I see these two kids screaming their head off. And it was like God was giving me like a, you just wait. <laughs> and these kids were 
wailing. So whatever. We go home and I I genuinely don't think I'm pregnant at this point. If I would have known that I was pregnant, I definitely would have probably planned something special. Um, But I didn't think anything of it. I literally peed on a stick. Sebastian was in front of me. We go ahead. Sebastian's staring at it. I was still on the toilet when I found out. And Sebastian's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Baby says you're pregnant. We're gonna, I'm going to be a dad. <laughs> and I literally look at him from the toilet. And I was like, are you shitting me? And I... What? The only one shitting themselves is you in the toilet. <laughs> I wasn't shitting myself. I was peeing, FYI. That and joke. I just stayed there because I was like, you, it becomes such a surreal moment. You taking a pregnancy test, it's like, oh, shit, like this could be a possibility. Um, so I'm looking at him and I'm just like, like I had one, I've wanted to be a mom since I was a kid. This has been a lifelong dream. Um, so in that moment I hit panic mode and the funny thing is, is the one that was like, Hey, let's wait like about a year. And I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds perfect. You know, we never lived with each other. That sounds like a great amount of time to just kind of kick things off. Um, and I'm hitting panic mode and Sebastian was the calm one. He's like, Oh, everything is going to be fine. Oh my God, this is wonderful. And I'm just like, I'm staring at that pregnant sign and I'm like, Shit, I have to go to work tomorrow? Like, how the hell, who's going to take care of this Tamagotchi? <laughs> Meanwhile, we go to bed and, and Steph is all, like, worked up. She barely slept I started cry- I started hyperventilating, crying, like, as soon as I <laughs> hugged. So, like, of course I'm happy. But I was just such in shock because I think as in the moment of you being a woman and knowing that you're about to become a mom, you know that your life has instantaneously changed. Yeah. Um. And whereas a guy gets to feel that within nine months, I mean, he sees you change, he sees, <laughs> he feels the hormones, um, but he physically doesn't feel change until, you know, our baby's going to come out in this world. Whereas you as a mom, I'm then thinking twice about what I'm putting in my body. Oh, how do I, where do I make an appointment? <laughs> Who do I make an appointment with? How soon can this be taken care of? Like, We call the doctor the next day and the doctor is like, Oh yeah, you can't come in until you're eight. I weeks. think we found out when we were like four or five weeks pregnant, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you have like another month to go." And I was like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. So I mean, I the night that we found out we were pregnant, I couldn't sleep that whole night. Sebastian was sound asleep. I was like thinking so many things in my head that I was just like, "I don't know how how this is gonna work." Yeah. yeah. As far as like being able to sleep and knowing this kind of huge news and you having to hold that in and as well as like I think another um, concern that comes to you as a woman is like I'm trying not to get excited because you hear so many people about having miscarriages and unfortunate situations and Mm -hmm. you constantly have that in the forefront of your mind I mean I'm 31 I've heard plenty of people have their experiences so I was trying to like you're just thinking so many things at once and it's overwhelming you know I kind of forget that you're 31 yeah, I'm thirty. I'm thirty-one. <laughs> you're thirty-one. And yeah, and you're thirty. That's right. That's yeah, thirty-thirty, right. 30, baby. Thirty-thirty, 30, baby. Um, but no, I think the woman definitely goes through a bigger sacrifice. Um, you know, where it's like the the nutrition. Um, you know, you've you've gone through a huge nutritional change. Mm-hmm. Um, even the amount of weight that you've lost, it's it's almost. Unprecedented, and know? that that's not by so with my morning sickness, I only had one week, and my sixth week um, was my most nauseous time. Now I had food aversions, 
so like when you smell a certain food, like coffee, I love coffee, but for some reason coffee during that time, I would smell it and it there there's no way to explain the scent that you smell as a pregnant woman, but it is like you could run to you could upchuck real quick. Mm. Um so like you smell these food aversions and whatnot and you kind of slowly like start to learn like, oh okay, Sebastian had to move his coffee station upstairs so I wouldn't have to deal with that. Um, and I slowly learned, like, I, I wasn't able to eat meat during my first trimester. Um, and just these little things that you kind of, like, take in. I was, uh, like, a midnight snack eater. I no longer eat snacks at night. Mm-mm. I'm huge on water. I do take the occasional Coca-Cola, though. Occasionally, it's been, like, every other day. I've been having a sugar attack. Um, but, you know, all that to be said, it's like, you know, I, I think as a woman and as a human being like just knowing the fact that you have a body inside of you another human being it's like you know your your priorities completely change Mm -hmm. but speaking of tasting i remember we were just kind of getting off it was like we had covid in december and then you had lost your taste buds and your your smell Mm -hmm. and i remember you were feeling pretty pretty weird about it and even then i think you had like a little bit of a mix of covid taste buds and smell affecting your pregnancy because i think you you mentioned a lot of your taste buds and everything was was just funky yeah it was weird tasting it um but yeah so what are some other things that you know that people don't tell you when you're pregnant um uh, when you're pregnant you have to wait eight weeks for your appointment officially when you are eight weeks they don't they never did a pee test to tell me like to confirm my pregnancy like i only took two pregnancy tests i wanted to take more sebastian stopped me from doing that um he was like you already need one you already have one or two what do you need more to know that you're pregnant i'm like i just need to know you took two pregnancy tests and they both came back positive it's like baby you're pregnant (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what you getting more tests are gonna do you know it's like what (laughs) it's just knowing i don't know it's like comfort you're like in a shock you're in a state of shock. Um, so anyways, when you hit your eight weeks appointment, they don't do any. It's like a survey appointment. They like ask you a whole bunch of questions um, and they really don't do much. Um, they told me like my following appointment, I think it was at 12 weeks or something like that, mm-hmm. is when we would have our first ultrasound. Mind you, I thought ultrasound was only through your stomach. It ain't. When the baby's that small, they do it through the, through the vagina. <laughs> They do it through, yeah. Through they the they stick a freaking wand up your yoohoo, and it's not pleasant. And tell me about the pap smear. <laughs> My wife has never gotten a pap smear in her life, and you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a woman, but that's like a thing where you're supposed to do. When yeah, you're... I don't know if that's TMI though. Oh, well, <laughs> that was your first, and and it was definitely an eye opening experience okay so side note normally people get their pap smears like you know in their early 20s and kind of but I've never had problems as far as my downstairs goes so I never thought to get a pap smear so literally as you find out you're pregnant I got hit with a double whammy in one day they stuck the wand up my U-Hill then shortly after they had to stick this metal thing which I don't understand why the hell technology has come so far for them to stick a freaking what felt like Tin Man up there mm-hmm. to, yeah. you know, check my cervix and make sure everything was fine. Sebastian is also in the room with me. And I'm like, oh, this just is 
like we are I understand like our our relationship has come so far in the in the first year but I'm like this is two hits in one day and Sebastian is there trying to be as supportive as he possibly can he's like hey picture the life we're about to have and I'm like sure this lady's like digging looking for my service with this metal thing and I'm like I, I it was too much yeah and she had to dig around a little bit more because you're your ovaries were like a little too far <laughs> off to the left or something like that so she had to like maneuver a little extra it was, it was a painful experience I don't know how people deal with pap smears <laughs> like whatever every three years that they they've never no I've never heard anybody say it's painful it, to me I thought it was painful yeah yeah well you know props to you but you also you you didn't have you had blood work done for the first time and you were you know petrified yeah because you you hate needles i mean this whole process has really been uh (laughs) eye-opening for me yeah i'm sure (laughs) it's hit hit me hard yeah yeah pregnancy definitely and and i feel like it also gives us a, a sense of perspective and a sense of like putting our priorities in line you know um you know what are some things that change for you babe like what are some things that you've now are, are, are like realigning yourself for i think one of the biggest things is that well more so one of my thoughts right now is that uh i will not like i've been by myself or like i've only ever had to really worry about myself for the past 31 years mm-hmm. and now like the simple fact of going to a store I won't ever really know what it is to go to the store without having like a clear mind. Like, mm-hmm. even if our baby is home, I'm still going to be thinking, hey, you know, are they taken care of? You're just always going to have that, I think, mom mentality, just constantly thinking, worrying about your baby versus like me going to Target. I get lost over there and I get lost in the snack aisle. And I'm not thinking about anything else other than snacks. Yeah. But now it's different. Now you're thinking about, oh, what what does the baby need you know well you're just thinking well and even now being pregnant you're like oh shit i didn't like before i could like drink a coke and not drink anything else for the rest of the day i'd probably be dehydrated i didn't think much of it now it's like i I freaking carry a water bottle Mm. and a and another like little starbucks water cups to make sure that i'm hydrated or making sure that i have a snack within a few hours just you know to make sure that i have something in my stomach um yeah that's a big change for you i think that water your water intake has dramatically increased mm -hmm. ever since you got pregnant i mean i lost a total of i was at 180 before we found out we were pregnant that was my heaviest i've ever been um and i felt (laughs) (laughs) what the hell is wow 180 you were weighing as much as me yeah i could have bench pressed your ass Uh, i don't know about that so i was and i'm not ashamed of 180 fyi yeah i'm not okay that's good (laughs) (laughs) where are you at now babe i am 160 at six months pregnant what was your lowest my lowest was probably like 130s and i look like no no in the pregnancy 157 Oh wow! By the way, that noise outside—that uh, noise that you're hearing—is the uh, cicadas. It's like August, and it's cicada season out here, <laughs> and it's loud. <laughs> your mic's uh, your your. I know it's not hitting anything. Gonna have to readjust there. There you go. What's that? Is that Sue out there? What's somebody yelling? I think it's Sue, our neighbor. Probably yelling for Tyson, her dog. 
Listen to those. Listen to those cicadas. Yeah, it's transferring real good. Wow. You like that? Anyways, um, you know, for for the guys, a very a very different experience to say the least. Like, especially now, my wife will pull me over and it's like, oh, she's kicking, our baby's kicking, and and, and yeah, now it's a six months. It's like you you start to really feel a little a little punch and a little thing here. But up until I would say a month ago, like you know, you couldn't really even feel a, it even a week ago. You couldn't really feel it from the outside, like surface level. Like if I put my hand on there, I couldn't really he- feel much. But but to you, babe, like you could feel it because she's inside and you would feel that pressure from within. Mm-hmm. So it, it was much earlier for you to feel it. But I think I think that's another interesting thing. It's like she's feeling it inside. It's like, um, you know, that sensation when you when you grab your finger and you when you grab your finger or, or you you touch your finger you feel in both perspectives you're feeling it the pressure within the finger and you're feeling the out the your hand the other hand touching the finger so you're feeling dual uh stimulation on your finger you know that's sort of like what you're feeling baby but like if somebody else grabs my finger it's a different feeling you know You, you ever you ever do that test of like just to experiment with sensations no um yeah try it try like grabbing it's the same it's the same way it is for you honey it's like when you have the baby inside of you and you have your hand on top i never thought about this sensation until i started having somebody move inside me which by the way it's a it's a she she is she we're having a baby girl yeah we're having a baby girl girl. so like I, i i sense that she is she's a character she's active she's feisty like just the way that she moves, it's weird. Intuitionally, I feel it, mm-hmm. and just like I intuitionally knew that it was a girl. Well, pregnancy looks great on you, honey. You, you're pulling it off well. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as Steph said, like she's always that's always been one of her dreams is to have a baby, and it's like it's always been one of my longings as well. Although I did have like a little bit of a rebellion and like uh, a, like a few months. You want to talk about it? In my mid twenties. Yeah, I mean, long story short, like, I was going through, like, a quarter life, sort of, like, figuring out where I wanted to be in a relationship, where I wanted to try a, try my, a different path, like, uh, the, the path of potentially uh, priesthood, <laughs> um, or whether I wanted to be, like, a... Which this was a serious <laughs> conversation. We were dating about seven, eight months. Yeah, it was early on. Um, we were hiking somewhere, and Sebastian tells me, and I'm pretty serious, like, I'm head over heels for this guy, and he's like... Honey, I want to be a priest. <laughs> he literally, we're having this, like, hike, and, uh, you know, I'm... I'm literally all in to Sebastian, but I, I could sense that Sebastian was in and out. He didn't know what his uh, his job, he wasn't in the career that he wanted to be in. Um, and he was just questioning a lot of things in his life. So I'm hearing him talking. He was like, you know, my mom's always wanted me to be a priest. So, you know, I have these thoughts about being a priest. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> let, let me know now. <laughs> let me know now. And then he goes ahead and he says, he was like, you know, and I don't know if being a father is for me and like having kids. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and until the point here we are now that I can't wait to be a dad. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of just have to think about if the thoughts there, you know, it's, it's worth considering, you know, thinking about it. 
so I did, and you know, I ultimately I came to discover that it's just it's it wasn't the it was the road for me. And it was, you would have not it was, survived. It was more of influences of you know my mom and sort of that sort of that you know making that my guilt. mom happy, and it's like she wanted to have a doctor and a priest in the family, and it's like wanted to give her that satisfaction, but you know I I realized that it's it's not healthy in the long run. Um, it's so in this case, she's getting the doctor as my brother, you know, he's, he's pulling in strong and doing his thing. Uh, uh, but it wasn't, yeah, the priest was not for me, but you know, once I, I realized that I, you know, I, I reconfirmed to myself, look, uh, fatherhood is for me and, and, and that's what I want to be. And a married man, I've always, I always sort of idealized the, the idea of having, um, a wife and, and having kids. And I've, I've always sort of like, especially in my mid twenties, dreamt about that um just the idea of having well congratulations because you're here you know and i i feel good it it feels peaceful and it feels it feels right and um it's something that it's not for everybody and you know even marriage i don't think everybody deserves needs needs to be married but you know i i do i do find the um the the idea of marriage being such a such a healthy structure for society and and being a good father or being a good mother is a, it's a good structure. To uh, I think at the end of the day, whatever you want to be, as long as you put your 110% into that thing, whether it's being a dad, whether it's being a boyfriend, whether it's being a living boyfriend, longtime boyfriend, um, student, etc., that you give it your all and like don't look or compare to other things or lifestyles or possibilities of what ifs. Mm. If you want to apply it to your life and keep going from there, mm-hmm. if you idolize another relationship, put work towards your own. Mm-hmm. I don't think that there's a way to be like, oh, yeah, just literally get your shit together, find out what you love and just put your whole heart into it. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember when we got married, babe, like there was a sense of like relief in a sense. It, it's. I, it sounds a little bit cliche, but I will say there's a difference between dating and being a long-time boyfriend and girlfriend versus making it official and and, and doing things, you know, sort of like the old-fashioned way, um, perhaps. I believe that... You felt relief by being married? I, yeah, I felt like a sense of... Uh, I sense a fell of joy and a sense of peace. Um, I think a lot of things, a lot of our arguments um, fizzled off, especially more of the petty ones. And I feel like we kind of, in a way, we've always had a blessing. Ever since we got married, it's just been smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, things have just been gentler. And don't get us wrong. We fight and we bicker and we argue just like any other couple would. And I, I think that's the normal part. It's like you're going to have this sort of like constant contending. But ultimately, <laughs> oh, hell. <laughs> iron uh, sharpens iron. And, and it's good to have that constant reflection and somebody checking, checking up on you because you alone can only get so far. Um, but I, I th- yeah, I think to to add to what you said, it's important that you find a partner that doesn't allow you to that doesn't put up with your shit. And in a way that I mean, someone that challenges you, someone that goes ahead and says, "Yo, you know what? This shit ain't right." Um, and someone that like puts you in check. I think if you go ahead and you pair yourself with someone that literally like idolizes you and you can't do no wrong, and oh, I can't talk to him because he acts this way. There's no such thing as that in our marriage. I don't care. Like, this is, side note, like, this is a variety of stuffs coming together. 
I will bring up whatever I have to bring up to Sebastian. And that's if I know that it's important, not important to him. If it might hurt his feelings, I need to voice it out because that's our job as partners, to be Mm -hmm. honest with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that some people allow for their partners that uh, get out of jail card just because, oh, they don't like to talk about that. Oh, that's not his topic. Um, Yeah, he doesn't like to bring that up. Like, there's no such thing. Yeah. Look, honey, I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I think all in moderation. But you're right, baby. It's it's, it's a lot of this constant reminder. Well, because this- then you have this shit circumstances of like years down the road. Oh, we never talked about this. Like, uh-uh, I'm not going to be putting that on my marriage. Right, right. It's important to bring. It's important to bring the stuff that really makes you uncomfortable to the forefront. That's mm-hmm. probably number one. It's like if that conversation makes you uncomfortable, you should probably keep talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Until you find a solution. Um, yeah, so marriage is a lot of that. And and I think that now knowing that we're going to have a baby, her name is going to be Iris. We know that we're about to lose and gain a few things. And in a sense, we're going to lose a sense of um, solitude in a way. And, you know, like earlier we were just hanging out, chilling. And it's like, I thought to myself, it's like, we're not going to be able to chill. <laughs> yeah, like that, that quiet time of not yeah. hearing anything or not running around might, you know, obviously when she naps or whatever cases, but yeah, as naturally being at like four o'clock in the afternoon, it's not going to be an option. Of, oh yeah, I feel kind of tired. Let's nap. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's a thing of the past. And I mm-hmm. think we're really trying to soak that in now, but in the same return, we're going to be gaining uh, a sense of fulfillment, a sense of belonging. And and it's going to just ultimately keep aligning us and keep focusing on. It's like, remember earlier I was telling you about like sort of like a, a horse and his blinders. You know, I think that when you're single, your blinders are off. Their blinders are off in the sense of like. The whole world is at you. Yeah, you're kind of just trying this, trying that, experimenting new things and figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And as I feel like as soon as you find a good partner that you can hang out with and form a relationship and you're dating, you know, these blinders slowly start creeping in. And it's like, instead of being, you know, 180 degrees, now we're like looking at 125 degrees and it's like slowly and surely. And then eventually it's like, ooh, we, let's consider the idea of marriage. And then those blinders, in essence, focus you. And I'm not using the symbolism as in like they're restricting your eyesight. No, they're just helping you focus. Um, and what's important in life. Yeah. And then now that with our baby coming in the way, now I feel like those blinders are really coming in and they're really narrowing in what's important and what isn't. It's like you've got to think twice of of hanging out with the buddies or or you know what's important it's like i gotta go to the gym or i gotta get up earlier to, earlier to go to the gym so i can make time for the kids or make time for the for the wife but and it's like these things are real and it's it, it's as you get older and you take on more responsibility you be you, you you just in essence become a better better person but that betterness comes with a lot of work and a lot of sacrifices and and it's one thing talking about it but it's always again it's like the practice of it is it's it's hard and you know i look up to all the people with kids and and marriages and and careers because they're doing it and they're putting in the work and i understand why they go to bed early now (laughs) you know it's like you went to bed long before you had kids early no but it's like now i really understand why they they wake up early and they go to bed early because kids kind of just need that we're about to find out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah that's sort of like a big announcement you know and you know i'm happy we're doing it and i'm happy we're we're healthy my wife is you know doing great and 
and and and she's <laughs> she's excelling. Um, Pregnancy has been fairly easy so far, and luckily for me, I I really haven't had. I mean, I haven't had any complications or um, scares. I it feels like I'm not pregnant most of the time. The only feel that gives me indication is when I get up in bed and I feel like the small bowling ball coming mm. down my front. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's bumping, all right. Mm-hmm. It's bumping, but like I said, it looks great, baby. It looks great. Thanks, um, it, it, baby. Is there anything else like you you think that it's uh, a lear- learning thing or some something nobody told you about pregnancy? The learning curve, I guess, of being pregnant. I mean, uh, you're constantly the baby runs through your mind twenty four seven. There's no way that necessarily you can shut it off, and sometimes like. I think as a woman, you can't help but feel like these little things towards your partner because, like, I get to see he gets to have a drink. This man can go in on the snacking lately, and I'm just like, <laughs> you know what? This motherfucker, I'd love to have a snack, too. Yeah, the, you know, if there's anything, I, I, I did discover uh, that apparently the dad bod, it's actually, a, it's <laughs> not a myth. <laughs> apparently it's true. Apparently the hormones the woman gives off um, does something in the men where they are encouraged by their bodies to eat a little bit more to prep them for the the battle you genuinely think that though <laughs> uh, that's uh it's a true thing I'll, no but do you feel it yeah i get a lot of urgency to so just eat the other day i saw him go in like th- four different times of snacks he had ice cream you had chips you took sour patches to bed the watermelon yeah, ones i don't eat those things i don't eat gummies i don't like gummies but it was something that these yeah like, these you've been like going delicious. ham on the gummies oh god it's terrible it's so terrible. <laughs> when it comes down to it you're like you see these little things that you're like you can't help but get on your partner about and you kind of feel like this little like sense of bitterness in a way that you're just like this guy gets to do whatever the hell he wants and here i am carrying our little cabbage patch kid <laughs> <laughs> You can't help but get annoyed sometimes yeah. as a woman. Mm-hmm. And uh, like the other day, I, was it yesterday? You said, I am exhausted. And I was like, you're fucking exhausted? And that was last night. <laughs> what about me? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I don't need to hear that you're exhausted. Because I am exhausted. Yeah. And I am caring for two. All right. You're caring for one, honey. I'm like over here, you know, just trying to make it to bedtime. And I'm drained. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I will say that you, you you're often more than not you're you usually more tired. You know. And, yeah, I and, do definitely feel. Um, I'm still doing weddings, photographing weddings. I still have 22 more for the year. Um, and when I have photographed like a double header wedding, I'm I'm fucking drained. Don't mm-hmm. talk to me. Don't look at me. Uh, odds are I'm in my car at like you know right at the end of that um, my time limit, and I'm just like just looking to just sit down and have quiet time. So all the brides out there and all the grooms out there hiring my wife, take it easy on her. <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, I definitely resonate with you, babe. That's hard. You know, you're on your feet all day and you're carrying extra, an extra body that's eating up energy and, and that's moving and grooving. Well, and also another thing that I've learned is that not everybody, like, I've made it a point to not tell all of my couples that I am expecting because I don't want them to expect a lesser service from me. Um, And I've also realized that there have been some people that have been exceptional in the way that they care for a pregnant woman, like making sure that I do have water, making sure that I do eat. But naturally, my on a wedding day, I'm so like laser focused on my couple 
that I'll forget to drink water, I'll forget to eat. And now this mm. is like pre-pregnancy stuff. Um, now being pregnant, I make sure that I have my snacks or I have my water. Um, yeah. And I've have also realized that some people just simply don't give a shit Mm -hmm. Um, which is not their job to give a shit but i think that it's so important to still be a human being um as far as like if i ever saw like now knowing and being pregnant if i ever saw uh, like a pregnant woman needing a snack or like she's working and it's like you know have a five minute break to yourself some people just don't give a shit other than themselves yeah yeah it's it's a a cultural thing it's a societal thing i don't think there's a lot of education out there on it Mm -hmm. um but you know it's 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 up for us to make that difference and and kind of let people know like hey like yeah yeah so if you see a fellow pregnant lady like walking across the street with a bag of go yeah help a lady out <laughs> yeah help them out help give them her out. a glass of water give her a little pretzel snack uh, like literally like those smallest things like make such a difference yeah yeah you guys go through a lot of sacrifices but uh, you know you've also said that working in, in and you know doing these longer days on the weekends are also good you know distraction for you you know because mm-hmm. you kind of like you're saying you forget to even drink water it's like you're so in it that you forget I'm, I'm sure you forget you're pregnant but I do. you know and it's like you're just in it you're moving you're moving and it's like i'm sure our baby inside is just like she's probably happy because babies uh it sends movement and they really enjoy that that I think puts them to sleep it puts them to sleep and mm-hmm. it's like now now i understand why babies like to be cradled and bounced around in your arms because it reminds them of the womb when they were in there you know so it it, it all makes sense it's like a full circle yeah but i mean all in all it's it's a it's a beautiful feeling to have i've never dreamt of what it felt like to be pregnant or um the expectations that came with that i i we went into this very blindly as far as like, I never really read up on it. I don't know much other than missing your period. Um, so coming into this experience and experiencing this all at once with Sebastian by my side has been uh, like a huge blessing. Not only that, but not having to go to a nine to five and really being able to soak up this pregnancy time. Um, as far as like learning about my body, what, what my limits are, um snack wise health wise when you're tired um when you're feeling extra good uh the excitement to go to an appointment and and hear her heartbeat is like the most emotional thing in the world it's it's such a surreal feeling Mm. um to hear you know that she's doing great or if i don't feel her move for like two three hours I'm there trying to figure out or my sister will send me things on like how to get the baby moving that I never necessarily thought would ever be a concern of mine. Um, So you just feel things tenfold and you're, you know, hosting this this beautiful blessing inside of you. And you're just wanting to make sure that she is safe, she's cared for and that we make it to nine months so we can, you know, finally enjoy her outside in this world. Mm, That's beautiful, baby. (laughs) I think that's a great place for us to end. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. All right. See you later. Bye.